0: Hi, I'm Lowell Bender. It's June 16th, and this is the Bible on a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are 1 Kings, chapter 15, verse 25, through chapter 17, verse 24; Acts, chapter 10, verse 24 through 48; Psalms 134, verses 1 through 3, and Proverbs 17, verses 9 through 11. 1 Kings. Chapter Fifteen, Verse Twenty-Five. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Israel two years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Then Baasha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against Nadab and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gibbethon. Baasha killed Nadab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah, and he became the next king of Israel. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam so that not one of his royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam, had provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins he had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Nadab's reign and everything he did are recorded in the Book of History of the Kings of Israel. There was constant war between King Asa of Judah and King Baasha of Israel. Baasha, son of Ahijah, began to rule over all Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Baasha reigned in Tirzah 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Baasha by the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam. You have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. So now I will destroy you and your family, just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. The members of Baasha's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. The rest of the Amends in Baasha's reign and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Baasha died, he was buried in Tirzah. Then his son Elah became the next king. The message from the Lord against Baasha and his family came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. It was delivered because Baasha had done what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as the family of Jeroboam had done and also because Baasha had destroyed the family of Jeroboam the Lord's anger was provoked by Baasha's sins. Elah son of Baasha began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Tirzah for 2 years. Then Zimri who commanded half the royal chariots made plans to kill him. One day in Tirzah Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arza, the supervisor of the palace. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Zimri became the next king. Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Baasha, leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends. So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Baasha as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. This happened because all the sins Baasha and his son Elah had committed and because of the sins that they led Israel to commit. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Elah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of history of the kings of Israel. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Tirzah lasted only seven days. The army of Israel was then attacking the Philistine town of Gibberthon. But they heard that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king. That very day, they chose Omri, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. So Omri led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Tirzah, Israel's capital. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself and died in the flames. For he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam in all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Zimri's reign and his conspiracy are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half the people tried to make Tibni, son of Ganath their king, while the other half supported Omri. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni. So Tibni was killed and Omri became the next king. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Tirzah. Then Omri brought the hill now known as Samurai from its owner, Shemer, for 150 pounds of silver. He built a city on it and called the city Samaria in honor of Shemer. But Omri did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and all the sins he had committed, and led Israel to commit. The people provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Omri's reign, the extent of his power, and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Omri died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Ahab became the next king. Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 22 years. But Ahab, son of Abri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbaal, of the Sidonians, and he began to bow down in worship of Baal. First Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. It was during his reign that Haal, a man from Bethel, rebuilt Jericho. When he laid its foundation, it cost him the life of his oldest son, Abiram. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son, Segub. This all happened according to the message from the Lord concerning Jericho, spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, There will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, "'Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you.' So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, "'Would you please bring me a little water and a cup?' As she was going to get it, he called to her, "'Bring me a bite of bread, too.' But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, O man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms, carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying, and he laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow "'who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die?' "'And he stretched himself out over the child three times "'and cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, please let this child's life return to him.' "'The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, "'and the life of the child returned, and he revived. "'Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room "'and gave him to his mother.' "'Look,' he said, "'your son is alive.' "'Then the woman told Elijah, "'Now I know for sure that you are a man of God "'and that the Lord truly speaks through you.'" Acts chapter 10, verse 24 through 48. "'They arrived in Caesarea the following day. "'Cornelius was waiting for them "'and had called together his relatives and close friends. "'As Peter entered his home, "'Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. "'But Peter pulled him up and said,' Stand up, I'm human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know, it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one who appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one who, All the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Psalms 134, verses 1 through 3. O oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, you who serve at night in the house of the Lord. Lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. Proverbs 17, verse 9 through 11. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes on the back of a fool. Evil people are eager for rebellion, but they will be severely punished.